Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. On this week's Patreon episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, we talk about the birth of the Telecaster and how that relates to the birth of the Esquire. We also answer questions from AC about getting back into guitar after a long time of not playing, a question from David about cheap amp switches, and a question from Saz about plect setups. If you want to listen to that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Jay Cross. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> you right there? Good morning. Joe Branson. Hello. And special guest this week, uh, Dan Grace. Oh, Hello, Dan. Friend of the podcast. What a great start we're off to. Dan, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Um, I understand it, we're in the middle of the Great Escape Festival, so uh, it's been a struggle to get us all together this morning I made a great escape away from my hangover and uh, I don't think Dan did I have not yet made a great escape from my hangover the great escape caused my hangover and it's still with me ladies and gentlemen <laughs> but it is uh, it is great escape week and in Brighton so we should talk about what that is because yeah. most people won't know what That's, that is yeah exactly uh, well the great escape is uh, what is it like the third biggest city based festival in the world so it's it's is the it? same sort of vibe as yeah I was, I was reading it's the second isn't it after oh, maybe South by Southwest yeah so yeah so after South by Southwest and it's the same sort of vibe so Brighton as a city opens all its venues to uh, the great escape and uh, there are lots of art performances and shows going on all over town. Anywhere that they can squeeze a music show into will have yeah. a music show in it. I remember a couple of years ago in Jubilee Square, the centre of town, with a van that had the back doors open with bands playing on it, and they called it a stage. <laughs> there was a, a few years ago um, that band, The Computers, played a show in uh, a laundrette. Which was very weird. A fantastic I bet, show. I bet as that well. sounded absolutely awful. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what was going on, but as I was on my way home yesterday, I, I go past past a calf, uh, which is like it's never open because it only opens in the morning for builders. It's called Belchers. That's the calf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, as I walked past, there were some bands going in there, and there was lights like from the outside. I assume they were filming some sort of video, um, but yeah, there were lights like proper like. Um, film lighting rigs outside it and it, I mean it is just 
they open at I don't know about five in the morning, something like that. They eat for they open for builders to come in, have a kind of greasy breakfast, and then they close I think by nine, and that is their work day. Um, but yeah, it's the first time I've ever seen it open, and they were filming some sort of music video in there. All oh, right, it's, yeah, really weird. And there's I saw a couple of other bits like things on the seafront. Like I go past the bandstand, uh, which is down on the seafront, and there was some sort of TV show being filmed on there to do with Great Escape. Marcus just started cycling to work and so uh, seeing stuff things, seeing things as opposed to time. as opposed it's to amazing, just keeping his eyes closed as he walks to the train station every morning this is the you've just uh, you've just put your wristband in your coffee I mate just done that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it has been a literally a bit of an eye-opener seeing other humans that aren't just the same four people i sit next to on the train every day <laughs> but from avoiding eye contact at all costs yeah. to actually seeing some real life yes how long um what's the statute of limitations on uh how long your seat on the train has to be kept uh, kept spare until you know oh what because now I'm like splitting my time between cycling and training yeah um, yeah well you know the crew have kept it there for me I normally <laughs> if I go on the train I get there very early so right. it's always free anyway doesn't matter. anyway so I, uh, I went for a little walk around uh, the Great Escape yesterday okay. to see what was going on and there were there were loads more stages than I think there have ever been and um, what's quite cool this year Fender uh, have got um, they've taken over uh, Patterns um, which is a, a nightclub uh, sort of near the seafront in Brighton, and they've turned that into there's a there's a there's a stage where they're having loads of bands playing, and they've got displays in there of all their new gear or current gear, which is really cool. It's really well laid out, and it, it looks like a, a fantastic little venue. And Sennheiser have got uh, have got a bus in the middle of town as really? well. Really? Yeah, they've got a big bus. You can go on. I, I went on there. Went on there. There was that that fella from the streets was there. And, Mike Skinner. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and we were allowed to drink some of his rider. I didn't because it was the middle of the working day, and I had to. I mean, to the when has that ever yeah. stopped you? Yeah, I I, I am not drinking in work hours anymore. Joe Branton two point Yeah, what? So what's on the Sennheiser bus? Uh, it's like an artist backstage bit almost. So there's like again, there's displays of all their mics and everything, but it was just basically people sort of hanging out there. It's, you can only get in with a. You have to have a performer wristband, right? Um, uh, or like me, be able to blag your way in. Well, no, actually, it's because I did a deal with Sennheiser to get uh, the GAC logo on all of their mics for the Great Escape, right? I but see. yeah, it, it, it's it's really good. It's very vibrant. The city is buzzing. Jay and I uh, last night went to uh, the Hope and oh, and Dan was there as well. Yeah, went yeah. to the uh, the Hope and Ruin and. We saw a band that I didn't think were very good, and then we saw something that I was expecting to not be very good, and it was incredibly From good. From what you've told me, it sounds really, really low quality. So do, yeah. do the... Um, really. do the, it was a true eye-opener. Do, I mean, the, do the description. So uh, the, the, last year at The Great Escape, um, at the Hope and Ruin again, this guy called B.A. Johnson played... Johnston. Johnston. Yeah. I think you just say Johnson, though, didn't you? No. Is it Johnston? No, Johnston. That's, that's the name. B.A. Johnston. B.A. Johnston uh, played, and uh, all my friends who work at The Hope were like, this geezer was absolutely incredible. You've next time he's in town you've got to come and see him and um, I said okay well what is it and they went well he kind of plays acoustic guitar and like runs around and takes his clothes off and I said mm, that doesn't sound very good and they went I, I know but just like and like, a bunch of people were like just trust me it's so good so I, uh, I like I made it so that me and Dan were going to be there on time and then I didn't tell Mark that there were any bands playing because I was thinking because um, the Hope does great food so I was thinking you know I want to go out it's Friday night I want to get out of the house um, 
what I want to do is go and eat some nice food and sit at a pub table with my mates and have you know have a bit of a drink and um, and chill out. And then I got there and there was like just another grunge band playing, which is the theme of the Great Escape this year. So the, I, I did tell- Great Escape is like soft indie. Well, that yeah, that, that is kind of, of other grunge now. But anyway, I uh, we, we we were there and I, this geezer had been walking around and it was like okay, this let's see what happens here. And, uh, I would just—I'd describe him as quite a short, sort of portly man with a big beard. Um, yeah. and he looked like he didn't smell great. <laughs> well, I mean, that one's on you, I guess. But um, he was—he uh, was absolutely hilarious. It—it it wasn't really a music show; it was a comedy show. Yeah. Um, he was playing an acoustic guitar for a little bit, a uh, Malibu Malibu SCE Fender, Fender Malibu, Malibu. Uh, SCE Absolute classic, and um, and he had backing tracks playing off of his Discman. Um, and I think he pressed the demo button on a Casio keyboard <laughs> yeah. at one point. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really funny and uh, really, really good. My favourite um, song was the one about stealing from work called "How Many T Bone Steaks Can I Fit Down My Pants." Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was very good, but. Uh, as, as well as that, like we uh, we've also seen, we also saw some actual bands. Um, before you got there, we we saw this band from I think the Netherlands. They're from Amsterdam. They're called Pip Blom. Pip Blom, and again, they're one of these bands that I've I've seen a lot of people talking about um, at the Great Escape. And uh, I don't normally buy into this whole oh yeah, there's a buzz around this one band. You've got to go and see them. But like they were playing at the Hope, so we went and saw them. And I tell you what, they were really, really good. Like they were, they were like quite young, I guess, like probably early 20s. I think they're even younger than that, you know? Yeah. Late, what were they playing? Late teens, early 20s maybe. They were playing uh, kind of indie. No, no, no. What guitars? Oh, what guitars? So, so the, come on, singer, the important bit, the not sing- what music. Singer with an AC30 oh, and yeah? a late 70s Fender Mustang yeah. in, uh, in black with a black plate. Which was didn't sound great. It looked so you? cool, but <laughs> did not sound all that great. Um, we had a, a bass player with a real old P bass copy. Yeah, some sort of P bass. Um, some but real I, fat sort of Japanese P bass copy with right. a big, he, big he, humbucker in it. But he obviously knew what he was doing because he had say this P bass going into I think an Ampeg Portflex. Right. So you think okay, well whatever. But his pedal board was. Uh, just unbelievable we had I don't know which one it was but one of the really large Pete Cornish um, preamp pedals really yeah it was wow. it was massive one of the biggest ones I've ever seen uh, and he had so he had that and he also had the Dan Electro Spring King Spring Thing Spring, Spring King Spring King, Spring King the one yeah. that you can stamp on yeah, yeah. yeah. and that s- sounded amazing as well uh, and then the other guitar player was playing a uh, silver tone, like a 60s silver oh, tone. Oh, man, this is some great into a, into a Hot Rod DeVille 410. And they were fantastic, really, really cool. And we, we, I was talking, one of my mates is their booking agent, and she was saying that they're like, they've got some big shows coming up. There's like big breeders yeah, and so garbage. It's, so it's like pretty full Doing on. some real big gigs. The drummer was great as well. It was like, uh, like Animal from the Muppets sister or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're really good band really cool so I definitely recommend checking them out lots of um, lots of gear on display lots of gear yeah yeah and uh, and then yeah we saw this other this band that played afterwards had a huge pedal board but just always the same like falls down for me is bands that don't have a bass player yeah it was just a guitar and a drummer and it's like it's just it just isn't enough I you don't need think. a bass player 
Yeah, so, but yeah, other than that, I mean, seen some other like cool stuff here and there. Watch this band, uh, this geezer, um, Sam Fender. <laughs> Bit weird. Uh, was on the Fender was stage. Playing, the Fender, the, playing yeah. the Fender stage. He was really good, actually. I thought Not- I mis- misheard. I was speaking to uh, Hannah, the marketing manager at Fender, about it, and I thought I'd misheard like his surname. Or yeah, no, Sam Fender. But he was um, he really cool. I mean, not really my thing. It was, it was like very. Pop, yeah, I guess poppy, poppy like indie. guitar pop, pop. pindy. Um, but it was, he was one. he was great. Like he had a great voice, really great voice. So yeah, I mean it's been good so far. I'm always uh, I'm always really cynical with the Great Escape, and I think that 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 comes from working in the guitar shop in the center of the Great Escape. Yeah. I'm sure that the people that work in the guitar center in uh, in Austin hate South by Southwest because it's just a nightmare. Oh. I'm sure I'm sure they do. I, and that was how that's how I've I've had it soured, but. Having been away from it for three years, I'm actually really enjoying it. Like being able to go around and seeing all your mates who you don't see very regularly, and some great, like genuinely great bands. So for Great Escape, I always try and get some free stuff into the shop that we can give away to people with Great Escape wristbands when they when they come in. And uh, I always always try and make sure that it's absolute rubbish whatever whatever I'm giving away and this year I feel that I've completely outdone myself because I managed to get hold of a thousand of these uh, these like safety things like security things for um, for guitars now when what? I when I got okay so when I got them I thought that they okay so they are they're these things that you can put on your guitar um, that, uh, that means you can track your guitar if it ever gets stolen. Great. Oh, yeah. yeah, great, oh, okay. perfect. So okay. that's that's what great. I thought. That's what I thought I was <laughs> buying a thousand of to give away. At great escape. As it turns out, the concept is they are stickers with a with a code on them, and you would register your address and name and and contact details on the website of this company, and then if your guitar Get, goes missing and someone finds it they can see the sticker go onto the website type in the code and it will give them your details so they can contact you to give it back so basically if you steal a guitar it gives you a location of somewhere else where there might be more guitars <laughs> that you can steal exactly <laughs> literally the worst product I, can't, I cannot I couldn't fathom that someone's that that's a business model that someone's going yep yeah, this is a, that, like they've been printed like they were in plastic boxes they were there were stickers there's a company logo there's a description of it like more than one person has dealt with this and at no point has anyone else involved in this gone mate this is the worst idea who's of gonna, all who's time who's gonna want to put that on a on a guitar that they like well exactly the stickers weren't small either no wonder I got them for free um, is, I mean, there, is there a space on the uh, on the page where you type in your address to say where the spare key is as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you just want to pop this one back uh, yeah the key's under the flower pot and the yeah, front yeah. one it's basically what you've described Joe is just like writing your name in your PE kit yeah that's essentially, <laughs> essentially what they've created they were, they were supposed to retail at £6 a pack and you get six stickers okay so that so that does mean that um, if you find one of these guitars that's got someone's name and address on, they've probably got they five. They probably other have five more guitars. So <laughs> yeah. you just, you know. There is a company, and I can't remember what they were called. I saw them a couple of years at like a tech show that do mm. essentially what you were talking so about, GPS tracking. I, I actually went to I went specifically to see a presentation by a company that did this recently right. because because I think it's, it's actually a really good idea. Definitely. And, 
uh, and a fantastic way of bringing down in, in the insurance cost and stuff if, yeah. if it was taken seriously. But yeah, there was a company that developed a really small chip and they'd even thought about like where you could fit it on a guitar. So they had slightly different sized ones depending on the guitar you play and gave you instructions on where best to fit it. Like on a, on a Stratocaster, there's, it's underneath the scratch plane yeah, yeah. sort of you know, mm-hmm. by the bridge pickup and stuff like that. They made them discreet and also thought about what people are going to have to have to do and that 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 makes perfect sense yeah not just scribbling your name on the back of the headstock essentially (laughs) and dan grace we've not actually talked about why you're here apart from just being around and being our mate um since we you probably the last time you were on the podcast you were working at bim which quite a long time ago now which we talked about the the, um the brighton institute of modern music um i think we talked about being a session musician we did my experience playing in lots of different bands and stuff like that and what you have to do to kind of succeed in working in the music business yeah and also the things that you'd learned from your time at BIM I think teaching the kids how to uh, how to do how to play the musics yeah and how to earn the monies from playing the music how to avoid working in McDonald's exactly uh, that, by yeah. playing the musics um, but since then you've changed jobs and we for full disclosure reasons as well as it's quite interesting we should probably talk about what you do now yeah. um, so you're on uh, you're with that one over there aren't you you're Hello. on Jay's team yeah I've uh, I've moved into a new job working as a, a product manager for or for Fender for acoustic guitars and for Squire guitars as well so you're the man in charge of, of Squire now right if we I just am. say yeah pink sparkle telly and nothing else you can make that happen I, I would like to make that happen that sounds like a great idea yeah might nick that one good so what does um what does your job involve so my my job involves uh, looking at what we do really making looking at spreadsheets <laughs> yeah yeah looking at <laughs> my, my job involves looking at numbers we did talk quite a lot last night about trends. the most complicated v lookup we'd ever done in excel yes um before i worked at fender i used to use excel a little bit and now i use excel yeah that's the thing is is that everybody sort of thinks oh wow yeah you, you work for product manager for fender that means that you're like playing guitar all the time or like you know going to going to see bands all the time or you're you know you you're saying oh we need to make this amp it's like no no what i'm doing is i'm sitting in front of a spreadsheet and i'm typing numbers into it and then at the end of the day i'm looking at it and i'm going cool that looks great yeah like, i don't get excited by guitars anymore i get excited by efficient spreadsheets oh when you see a spreadsheet that's got like no formatting on it yeah and you're like Whoa. <laughs> and then by the end of the session you're like yeah that header like that's gray and bold and ah oh, I've, I've left enough space oh it looks fantastic when some of the numbers are in the center of the box and some of the numbers are to the right of the box yes and oh yeah some you've of got the numbers a, are you, to the left of the box you've got to sort out your spacing oh, got to make it right your, your, this your, is uh, really um, what all our jobs have become what I've what I really do obviously I, I do look at a lot of spreadsheets but I spend a lot of my time wondering where all the guitars go yeah yeah because there's there's a lot of guitars out there a lot of people are buying guitars yeah where do they all go <laughs> it is mad when you think about it you know like even just working on the shop floor of GAC sometimes at Christmas we'd be selling 50 guitars a day something like yeah, that yeah yeah maybe even more than that more than that sometimes I think and then yeah I mean if you consider all the departments you know the electric guitars basses acoustics you know all the folk stuff there's if probably I, yeah at I, least I think 50. Christmas time sometimes in just acoustic guitars we were selling about 50 a day and you do think where do these end up do people hold on to all this stuff you know how can there be more guitars going out the door 
all the time mm. um, and you probably you guys probably see that more than than we do now because you see the numbers that's it we uh, we see not just one store's worth of uh, of numbers you see the you know the whole well Europe of, really. of Europe the Middle East yeah do you know what I mean it's, Africa it, it is it is funny when being on this side of it now it is really funny when you see stuff on the internet of people saying oh you know guitar's dead you know rock music's dead and it just I mean <laughs> the, the amount of guitars that are still being sold and it's across the price range you know from Dan's stuff all, you know what's the cheapest Squire at the moment 120 quid 120 pounds all the yeah. way up to you know top end custom shops and stuff and that's just one brand you know that's just that's just Fender uh, goodness knows what Yamaha are doing and what Epiphone are doing and and uh, and everyone you know this Taylor Takamini you know Dan I mean? come on we're not here to talk about acoustic guitars grow up mate no one likes acoustics <laughs> everyone likes ki- no <laughs> um, so yeah uh, it is it's pretty fascinating here you guys talking you know obviously you've let me know some numbers that we probably can't share on here but yeah it is we don't tell it don't tell you anything sure right yeah of course um it is amazing to hear how many guitars are still going out the door every day. Lots the of thing people is, are still playing guitar. The well, thing is, is I think that I can now say after uh, about 10 years of working in a guitar shop and about five years of doing podcasts about guitars and uh, 18 months of working for Fender, um, I think I can, I'm a fairly good authority and I can say guitars are wicked. Yeah, that is the thing. They guitars will- are wicked. They will always be wicked. They're all- Fantastic! If if anyone's listening to this podcast who's never played guitar before, well, all I can recommend is go and pick up a guitar because it's wicked. That's going to be the t- title of this episode: "Guitars Are Wicked." <laughs> Guitars are oh. wicked. Um, it's true. It's so, true. is there anything that you, that you can share with us um, that's happening with Squire at the moment? Because I guess our audience is probably. Uh, most interested in that rather than the acoustics in general you don't have to nothing confidential but is there anything no no there will, I'm not going to say anything okay apart from um, we've we've got loads of good stuff out at the moment I mean the contemporary series uh, launched at NAM this year which had a really good response um, what was the, the we were talking about it last night there was one jazz master that's left behind in the uh, yeah. in the in the public's kind of um, yeah the knowledge the uh, the deluxe jazz master which is kind of a little red herring and is actually a red guitar yeah um, with I think an- we maybe pushed this into gear of the year I think it was nominated a couple of years ago I mean how long's it been out good few years oh, now. Okay. it was definitely yeah. out when we were still in the shop so mm. we talked about it last night in that the Squire Deluxe series is a bit of an odd one um, because there's one thing in there that's not like the others it's I mean it's going to be discontinued fairly soon okay uh, it's not something that's going to be continuing and, and, and all that kind of style stuff uh, will go kind of elsewhere um, but with the, the Deluxe Jazz Masters, they're so, so cool. They're red, anodized play, P90s. There's one with a, with a stop tail and one... W- Sorry? Well, they're not really P90s, are they? They're not the, Jazz Masters. They're the Sorry, jazz master I'm, not, I'm not trying to... Uh, I nearly didn't say anything. Okay, Jay. <laughs> An overwound flat single coil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, there you go. They've got overwound flat single coils <laughs> which sounds just as catchy as saying a P90. <laughs> um and uh, and yeah, I mean they've they've not been selling as well as I thought. But we we just we sent a, an email out recently, just with a picture of them, and all of a sudden, 
so many people started buying them. Yeah. I think it's that there's certain areas of the Squire range that get forgotten about just because there's just, say, one you know, one guitar in that part well, of the I mean, series. Just, or, you explained it last night. Just talk through the guitars that are in the deluxe range. So there's a, a Jazzmaster. Yep. A four-string bass. Yep. And a five-string bass. Of course. And the four-string <laughs> is, like, active, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. active, active four and, and five. active five. Active. And then you've just got those two, which... Fine, they've kind of got a reason to exist in the bass world. So the but then deluxe, there's just this jazz the master. series was a lot more extensive. Yeah. Um, though it's, it's just something that's been kind of transitioning over to other series, moving yeah. them into different parts of the series where they where they make a bit more sense, you know. Yeah. It's weird um, that that jazz master is a real kind of diamond in the rough and still kicking. But then, you know, there's, there's a lot more to be had from, say, vintage modified yep. and classic vibe as well. If you look at vintage modified where you've got some Mustangs and... Um, and uh, and a, a load of jazz masters and jaguars as well in lots of different colours, and they're more akin to you know the classic specs. Kind of what you what a lot of people want from Squire is a, a guitar that looks just like the more expensive stuff, but is way more affordable. Yeah, is the kind of lower price point, and you get so many people. For instance, the band we saw last night that you you didn't like so much, where he. He, he was playing a couple of squires, a Vint yeah. Mod, Jazzmaster, and a Deluxe Jazzmaster as well, that he had uh, kind of ripped a load of pickups out of, changed all the switching uh, settings as well, so he didn't have a, a toggle switch or didn't have a tone control, stuff like that. That Vint Loads Mod of series people. especially are a great, like, if a blank canvas if you want to... Modding platform, yeah. that's it. You can, you can switch it out and you've not, you know, ruined your custom shop Jazzmaster that you spent three grand on or something you know you can do whatever you want with it yeah they're um that's what we've seen really and that sounds like from what you guys are say- saying that um yeah squire is becoming the modding platform of choice and maybe you'll lean into that more in the future you never know but absolutely even yeah. if you know things like uh like bullet yeah bullet guitars um well, super- i think we've seen like 60 cycle hum sort of really you know showed what you can do with yeah. the, with a with the bullet mustang especially yeah, yeah. they they released like a series of videos where they modded different bits of it you know each each time and it, it, they've turned that into an incredible guitar yeah yeah completely i think i think that's what's cool about the, that bullet mustang in particular i think is a is a if i remember correctly and i'm uh, I, I don't mean to talk myself up here but if i remember correctly when we did gear of the year last year everyone else said now the Epiphone SL that's the one that's the one and i was like actually the Mustang is the better one and you were right and Ryan had both and did loads of stuff to both and ended up getting rid of the SL because it was it was not as for what he wanted it for which is like a modding platform the Mustang was a better place to yeah, st- which I believe is what I said at the time and everyone poo-pooed me yeah and, uh, I do you know, poo-poo you often poo-poo and you know I, I'm all I need to say is even a broken clock is right twice a day you know so yes and you are indeed a broken clock <laughs> <laughs> Joey B talking about guitars that you don't need to mod you've spent some time this week with a load of new Ormsby guitars oh my god yeah the uh, the new Ormsby Goliaths finally turned up uh, after sort of you know being announced like I don't know like halfway through last year yeah and then uh and then seeing them at Nam and seeing them in Birmingham, they've finally landed for us at, at our shop. So what's the what's the story on these? Are these the um, ones that are made in house, or are they the ones that are made? Because uh, there's two ranges on Ormsby, isn't there? That, well, that's right. So um, so Ormsby has its custom shop, which is made by Perry in Australia, and 
they have their GTR series, which yes. are which are made in in World Music Co. in Korea. Um, so these these are part of the GTR series. So they're sort of like. Uh, they're like fifteen hundred pounds ish, or a, a bit less, I think. Um, and yeah, this is I. I don't think anyone else is putting out anything this extreme for this sort of price point. They, I mean, they are fairly futuristic. There's the headless, and obviously the body shape is pretty non-conventional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're they're like um, a gorgeously sort of offset body shape, headless, extremely fan fretted. Like the fan fretting is much more severe than than on like Strandberg which is probably its its closest counterpart yeah the, I mean the fan fretting on Strandberg is kind of more for to have fan frets rather than the actual purpose of fan frets being to to be able to drop tune with, with a decent amount of tension um the the Ormsby's are, are are fantastic for that and and they also come in like a really broad range of really interesting finishes so there was like um there was like a blue to green um, sort of one of those things that like changes colour depending on where you look at it. Pearlescent, like uh, yeah, that sort of thing that had a sort of, was it almost a bit purpley as well. That was that was super cool. And there was like a, a satin finish, like green burst, like satin flame top green burst, which I thought was absolutely blinding. And then there were these, uh, they were like ebony top. Is it is it Macassa ebony? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, they like some super glossy tops. One of those. So, that, so even the finishes are really, really different, and really kind of really extreme. Really not the sort of thing you expect at this price point. It was proper sort of custom shop style finishes out of World Music Co. Yeah, which which was fantastic. So yeah, they were all great, and uh, you know we got some six strings and some seven strings. Um, we sold two on the first day that we oh, wow. we, awesome. we got them in. So as, as soon as we posted a picture on them, bear in mind our, our website messed up, and uh, when I posted the first picture of them, um, uh, the it, internet got involved and they said this picture is, is too well, stupid. No, it, it priced it at ten grand because <laughs> the, the way Facebook works with your with your pricing catalog is it takes a snapshot, and so there is a risk if you're mid build on a product when it takes that snapshot and you and you post something out with your catalogue linked to it before it's taken its next snapshot. So if you've basically put in nine 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 yeah. that's just to while you build the product. Oh it's a it's a flipping purchases. It's like just <laughs> just do it just just list the product in one sitting. Like don't half make something and save it. which is just what happened. That was also well, I mean I think that's pretty much every website ever yeah. is that yeah putting stuff on there you do the price last you just yeah, go no 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 yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Just a that's, that's, that's exactly what it was so he probably only did that for half an hour because Facebook yeah. took that shot so there were like loads of comments being like 10 grand you know sort of everyone's so funny aren't they people are so witty online I really wish I was those people but um, yeah they, we, we listed that and sold a couple so they've proven to be really popular and I, I do think if you're after something fan fret I don't think there's anything coming anywhere close to Ormsby at the moment. Yeah, they're doing some um, some very nice stuff indeed. With that, shall we dive into a whole big barrel of... You... The Possum. 
That's a weird choice. That was a weird choice. Dan, Dan Grace is here is the nude apostle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So off you I, pop, am, uh, I am completely naked. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Nice visual picture for the listeners. Well, really. you can see it. So. Well, yeah, exactly. It's not a nice visual picture for me. Um, first up, Gibson have announced a brand new signature model, a 2018 version uh, of their Les Paul for Tac Matsumoto. Um, Jay Cross. Uh, actually, oh, Joe Branton yeah, yeah. about it. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so this is cool. So... Um, uh, Tack uh, Matsumoto's had th- this uh, his new uh, Les Paul Custom Shop signature model um, made in uh, it's it's very it's it's very exactly what I expect to come out of like a signature model in sort of the Asian market. It's it's got that feel to it. It's it's sort of Gibson you know made into that sort of really flamboyant style. That so flamboyant is the word I would have used yeah. as well. I mean yeah. he's he's had quite extreme guitars before hasn't he if you look back at the other signature models that he's had they've always been pretty bonkers yes yeah. Um, and yeah I mean this kind of follows that trend very much so so the reason for this is uh, because he he had this made uh, 20 years ago by Gibson they made him one then so they're doing a limited run uh, to celebrate his band's 30th anniversary um, and this is a canary yellow yeah. plateless uh, <laughs> Les Paul zebra pickups uh, slim neck um, and a chamber body, so it's uh, it's very sort of you know it's it's Gibson made as un-Gibsony as possible. Uh, it's very eighties and you know lightweight, skinny neck, zebra pickups. Uh, it even says uh, Tak Matsumoto on the body of the guitar in true sort of uh, Steinberger fashion. Yeah, it's kind of down the neck pocket. Yeah, kind of vibe. Uh, <laughs> what I kind of like about it is the fact that it's canary yellow top but it's like natural mahogany back and sides I think that's kind of a nice little touch yeah it's relatively tasteful for what it's worth I mean I cannot stand the um, the abalone uh, yeah block inlays that that is uh, yeah I just it just never works for me like the perloid well not perloid yeah the abalone inlays because they're just if they were just the regular perloid it would look so much classier these just I don't know, it's just one bit of styling that I don't think has worked on any guitar ever. Though, this guitar is not designed to be understated. No, sure, sure, but I just I think, if anything, it makes... You know, you put abalone on a guitar, it just makes it look cheaper. Like, it's one of those things I think that manufacturers think, oh, this makes the guitar look more expensive, but actually, in 99% of cases, it makes it look much cheaper. You see it, it on it acoustics a lot. Like, yeah, it mm. makes it look like costume jewellery. That's that's yeah. what I think of. Yeah. What Mark what Mark is saying is uh, all guitars should be vegan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving thirty three percent with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a fifteen stem bunch of tulips for just nine ninety nine each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> Is abalone saying. not vegan? Yeah, they're snails. Really? Yeah. So you uh, can buy this. Well, I won't. Yeah, oh sure. I realised that for other reasons. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Gibson Custom Shop, so it is hide glue as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't so, think about that. Yeah, you guys can't even play the hide glue. Can't, can't play Gibson yeah. Custom Shop. So. Yeah, yeah, you've got a Gibson Custom Shop. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the thing about this is, um, it's it is a very strange guitar. So I, I really liked the old Tak Matsumoto, um, Matsumoto. Sorry, which was do you remember he had the um. It was the the sort of oh, yeah, the were... predecessor almost to that uh, modern solid bod, modern double modern cut? double cut modern double cut the one that looked a bit like a PRS. Um, I I really liked that guitar. I thought that was cool. And they they uh, they also did one. They did an Epiphone one for a while as well. Yeah, they which did. Was, which was very cool. And uh, but again, I think it kind of fell into kind of what you were talking about, Dan. In the fact that it wasn't really part of a series, mm. it was just a guitar by itself. And I think that's where the tax stuff has always fallen down is that it's not part of a series it's just one guitar by itself and it's so difficult to make a make a, a sort of a big song and dance of a guitar one guitar by itself and also you know he's a signature artist who is probably not that well known over here well you know? completely I mean I, I the, the band is the band that he's in is the Biz or B B Z B apostrophe Z Bs I don't know I, I only know who this person is because they have a Gibson they've had a number yeah, of Gibson yeah. custom yeah. shop models that's that's the only reason that I know who they I've are I've never heard the band no I've heard of the guitar yeah, yeah sure completely, sure completely. it did remind me of um the I uh, forget the guy's name now there's a um not Fernandez what's this oh Edwards the sub brand of oh, ESP yeah. um there's a Japanese guitar player who's got a signature model which looks like a Hawaiian shirt yes um, yeah 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 Ken, wait, wait. Ken Yokoyama just, just a Hawaiian shirt finish or it's exactly like a no Hawaiian no shirt. Hawaiian shirt finish oh um but it looks excellent um and you can never ever find them it's really disappointing I'd love to try one I'm of those. really into yeah, Hawaiian high shirts standard. at the moment it's the, yeah the guy from high standard yeah, yeah. Ken Yokoyama 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 yeah. Yokoyama yeah yeah it sounds great I, I want it. I'm really into Hawaiian shirts. Oh, well, you're wearing one right now. Right now, yeah, I am. I'm going to continue to wear one. I'm going to go and buy enough so that I can wear one every day. I'm going to do that later. Which today. is better because you've been wearing that one for. I mean, I've seen I about think, four or five days. Yeah, now, I think yeah. I've seen a photo a day of you for the last week, and you've been wearing it. Joe, yeah, you, you seem to be turning into Ace Ventura. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, is, that, <laughs> that <laughs> it all fits now. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. That, that, but that very specific bit of Ace Ventura when he comes out of the ri- the rhino's bum that's what you look no, like that's right the now. second one yeah that's I was going to say you're Ace much Ventura, less Ace Ventura man. and you're much more Ace Ventura 2 when nature calls <laughs> <laughs> definitely um, next up another brand new guitar from Court not someone we talk about much but they've just announced this Sunset TC yeah so when I saw this I thought uh, when I saw the name I thought Sunset T- TC 
okay, it's by court. What court have done is they've made a... Uh, they've done what court always do, which is make a knockoff cheap Telecaster. You, you genuinely said, when we were looking at the podcast notes, you said, has nothing more exciting happened Completely. than court release a guitar? Comple- well, no, because it's called the Sunset TC, which sounds like a knockoff Telecaster. Yeah, but actually true. what it is, is something very, very cool. So there's, uh, there's two models here, um, and they, they look... They look like Les Pauls, really. Well, maybe not Les Pauls. They look kind of like it's sort um, of like a wider Les Paul Junior. Yeah, it's got a bit yeah, marauder-y. It's a, a bit of a bit of a, a big bottom. Um, and what's the uh, what was that guitar that you did? You were talking about in that video that Gibson the um, Marauder, not the Marauder, the one that the guy from Beachland played. Uh, that was not a Marauder. No, that was a. Sonoran no Son Sonics Sonics it looks like that it yeah. looks like a it looks like a Sonics but um, that is like a sort of man-made material wasn't it it's not yeah that was the plastic body yeah. thing this is this a bit is a Les Paul Junior Sonics I tell you what it actually looks Junior meets a Telly really, well isn't completely it? so you've got P90 in the neck and you've got a uh, a, a Telly style um, bridge and bridge pickup but in, in and control plate and control plate and uh, in in two. Uh, two colours, kind of like a trans amber and a uh, and a, a arctic white. Uh, sorry, worn butter blonde and worn white blonde. Okay, um, but they're both uh, both relic. Um, the white is, blonde looks great. It, yeah, really. Is that what you think? I think the relicking is shown up for being like factory relicking on the white one. The amber one looks a bit more believable. Do you know what, what I really like about? This sort of almost like the the Fender uh, road worn sort of style of of relicking is when you first buy it, maybe it doesn't look quite right, but you play it a bit and yeah. it wears in. Yeah, because you've got super they, thin skin on it. Yeah, they yeah. look they look almost like custom shop guitars in yeah. not very much time. Yeah, 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 you're probably right. I have to say this this is a pretty <laughs> perfect guitar. You, you don't expect to be saying that about court, but Les Paul Junior, best body shape. Yeah, P90 and a Tele pickup. Yeah, two of the best pickups. Like it's understated. It's simple. It's relics. The, the it comes in white like it, everything about this guitar is great yeah, I'll tell, co- tell you what's interesting I, I don't know if you paid attention to the control plate but very very interesting because the pickup selector is in the middle oh yeah uh, and weird. the volume and tone are either side of the pickup selector so presumably the one that's closest to the, the one that's uh, closest to the to the like facing towards the neck um, is probably a volume control so you can do like volume swells and stuff oh, but pretty much they've gone which is the order in these of the importance of these things? Yeah, yeah. volume, volume, volume yeah. then pickup selector, and then and the then, one that no one uses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Joe. Um, do you know what the body shape actually reminds me of? Go on. Uh, for listeners who want to get a kind of closer visual impression, do you remember the Yamaha AES Drop Six, which is like a sort of <laughs> no. Les Paul style um, baritone? They did some one non-baritone ones as well, but um, that's it's kind of like a flattened out sort of Les Paul Junior. Even Shame. the headstock's kind of similar to those. Yeah, old totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. These look awesome. I want to try and. And, get- and I, I, the cool thing about it is, as well, not huge money. Six nine nine dollars. Uh, five nine nine. Yeah, five nine nine dollars USD. So presumably there'll be five hundred quid. Something like five hundred five nine nine pounds. Probably. Probably, so, I, probably something like that. The question um, is, if you play it up against a Gordon Smith. Is it gonna, very good? Is very it good win? question. Very it's, very well, good question. It's just another guitar in the mix. Wait at wait wait. Six hundred pounds it bolt to. On? Uh, don't know. Because I've just seen a picture of the back of the neck, and I've realised that it's unfinished. Oh no, that's all right. That's fine. No, that's not cool. No, that's that's fine. It I can deal with that. Cheap. I well, I don't. Want oh to yeah, it's bolt on. 
it's okay. bolt on okay well, but I mean if you want a kind of telly sound out of it then but it doesn't have a lacquered neck why would you have a vintage style guitar without a lacquered neck like who wants that me who's, Joe who's I after, can't believe how quickly you flipped on this a modern neck like no but seriously who who wants who wants a modern neck profile on a vintage guitar that's not something anyone talking, wants what are we talking about people who like satin finished necks by modern guitars and people who like that's absolutely what not do you, true what do you mean modern guitars what like an Ormsby no like uh, like uh, what, an what American about, like, professional yeah I mean just <laughs> that's not a modern guitar it's yeah, just it like is. a telly no, no but it's, it's not the, it's the not is it telly. because the tuners and the bridge look rubbish on the on the on the American pros that you know they're, because they're, they're not easy they're not they're, well, they don't look vintage do they that's because well, they're not vintage because they're square chunky modern the like, last thing I want on any guitar is a tent neck I just, Why? Because they're awful to play. That's not true. Yes, it is. I like sat. I like satin necks. Sat- oh, on any for guitar. goodness sake! Um, I tell you what is, what you know is weird what? about this. I I really don't. I think when you, you know when you get your custom shop and some of them you can opt for it to be sanded down on yeah. the back and stuff like that. Just no. Oh no! I'm, it's I'm gotta be lacquered. I like. I gotta be glass. No, I like. Yeah. I like. I like it to be nice and smooth. raw. I like it raw. And um, oh, I tell you God. what is weird about this, and I never really understand the deviation from it, but this is 9.45 inch radius. It's the classic radius that oh, everyone yeah. wants. <laughs> of course, yeah. It's so Tw- close. 25 and a half inch scale and 9.45 inch radius. Oh, I, I interesting. Mean, yeah, this guitar's rubbish. If it was 200 quid, <laughs> if it was 200 quid, I'd be like, yeah, it's great. But at 600 pounds for a bolt on satin neck, this is going to feel worse than a Squire and it costs three but times that's, as much. But that's, uh, that's what a Mexican guitar, that's what like yeah, a Fender Mexican, Mexican guitar is. They're not very good either. What are you talking about? I'm going to see if, I'm I've, s- I've got to admit, my money would be on a Gordon Smith. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. At that price point, I'd get a Gordon Different, I mean, thing, I, different I mean, thing, though. It's, yeah, different guitar, definitely. This is, you know, you've got the Tele-style bridge and the Tele-style pickup. But again, you know, how different is it really going to be once you plug it in and you're rocking out? Well, I mean, I just think it's another option. Because for me, I like that body shape a lot, but I kind of want a Tele. So this guitar would suit that sound better because it's bolt on neck because mm. it's tele pickup rather than a Gordon Smith which is obviously you know glued neck and humbuckers or P90 um, I'm going to give these a go I I'm going to try and find and, one and I think I think it's um, it is it, it, we were talking about this before we recorded and Mark you, you made a good point in that you know court make guitars for a lot of people yeah so they it's only it only makes sense for them to start doing their own stuff as well. Obviously, they've always been a guitar company, but we haven't really seen anything from them for a long time. No. I kind of think well, that's yeah, because we, they make. Is they it make because we're sterlings. looking in the wrong place? Um, no, it's not because we're looking in the wrong. Well, kind of. I think it's that we have all worked for a retailer who has never stopped. Didn't, court. Sell, didn't sell them. Yeah, maybe that's they, maybe they that's tend, fair. They tend to go for retailers who don't sell everything else. Yeah. So yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. the local one to us is a little shop called Badlands, who I don't think sell and don't sell Epiphone so they've no. got Court instead yeah, yeah. Um, Court and Shine and, and, and stuff Yamaha like they do vintage as well don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah exactly that so um, I'm going to go and try and check I, one yeah, I think, I think it'd be great to, to get one of these I think if, if we can just check it out and see see what see, see what the vibe is definitely I mean, I mean yeah I, you know or you could just nail some crap pallets together <laughs> and uh, God. a glowing review from Joe Branton Joe Branton talk about some more guitars some brand new models from Ola England's Solar Company yes yeah, so uh, so Solar so Solar um, who are we've, we've spoke about them before but as a quick recap um, this is Ola England's own company now that he's stepped uh, away from Washburn and he's moved his 
uh, his range of signature models to his own company Solar they're essentially exactly the same thing um, and he, he, he has announced now eight new models uh, to this range now that, that sounds like a lot and I think it's a stretch calling it eight new models because actually what, what it is is six and seven string versions of one shape and um, which is his standard super strat and the other one is his explorer shape that's just available in an ash body and a, uh, a mahogany body with a six and seven string format so it's you know it makes it sound like he's announced a load of models it's it's basically two shapes with some spec differences but uh, yeah so the uh, probably the best thing when the washburn Oler england came out um his his original super strat shape which was in a, a satin black finish and um it, it was it was very tastefully done with with some cutaways on the horns uh, for improved access. Everything about it was was exactly what you wanted from like a functional metal guitar. And I remember when uh, when we had him in the store at GAK, you were still there, Mark. When yeah, that was one of the last things I did. It yeah, at he 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 did a talk, and I, I I really enjoyed the fact that he he was quite open about the fact that he thought uh, metal guitars were terrible because they all have active pickups and Floyd Roses yeah. and that just that that's just stupid for for a, a genre of music that's supposed to be defined by being like aggressive and hard hitting active pickups just mean you don't have to actually hit your strings that hard and Floyd Roses just mean that you know you can't really be in any interesting tunings so uh his are he has his own uh Seymour Duncan uh solar pickups and uh, all his guitars are hardtail as well, which is super cool. And in a satin black finish, which is just very, very tasteful. So he's just essentially in increased colours uh, to that range. I think this is the one. The Super Strat is the one. The Explorer is obviously great. It's exactly the same spec in an Explorer body shape. It's quite similar to the um, the uh, what was it called? The Shadow Fret, the the one that came out of Chapman recently. Uh, the Ghost Fret. Ghost Fret. That was it. So it, great guitar. Yeah, so the, the, the solo is very similar to that. I think these are fantastic guitars if you want something that's going to be an absolute metal workhorse, but surprisingly, you know, it obviously will do everything else because it's it's quite versatile, passive pickups and, and hardtail. It's just obviously it has a very quintessentially metal look. I think you'd be hard pushed to find something better for the money in the metal world at the moment, although um, as I think we spoke about the first time we spoke about these solo guitars, it is probably the worst brand logo of all time. The, yeah, not like the, too much into it. No, the sort of weird, like almost italic impact font like it's I, I can't imagine less work going into a logo ever but uh but uh, it's not really it, it's not really uh his prerogative though is it well i don't know he's got like his symbol on the 12th fret which is fine it sort of falls into that sort of thing that you know that sort of crop circle style thing that uh, metal bands have been going for for the last decade it's just the the headstock logo looks like a hi-fi company that's the sort of the problem I, i'd have thought it would have a bit more to it you know one of the things I hate the most in the guitar world is um, 12th fret like signature inlays yeah I really hate it because it, particularly like the Chapman stuff you know the, I actually wouldn't mind buying one of the telly styles I think they're really good value for money particularly on the cheaper end of things now you know I think the tellys are actually pretty nice but it's that infinity logo I just, isn't it I just really really don't like yeah. logos on the 12th fret just Put a double dot marker. That's yeah, just well, uh, I tell you I, that who did make it work, and I do realise I talk about this guitar a lot, but the Gibson Joan Jet with the two, the fine. two hearts, absolutely fine. I'm down Amazing. with that. Amazing. They're, they're I, like two dots. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. small and subtle. Yeah. 
That, that's true. I mean, I think that's why uh, you know a lot of us wouldn't buy the uh, the 2014 uh, series of Gibsons was when they had that 120th anniversary. Yeah, 125th. 2015. No, 120. No, 2014. 2014. I think so, mate. Yeah, I think 2014s. Yeah, 2015. 2015 was the hologram on the back of the headstock and the modern ones and stuff. It was 2014. It was the 120. 2015 was the one where they had the hundred logo on the. Yes, exactly. Did you see? Talking of this sort of thing, did you see? there was a uh, I think it was an Instagram picture maybe um, that Joe Bonamassa put up of two new Epiphones I want to say Epiphone 335 there's, Epiphone there's like a 345 which is the is it Tone Master the one that's got the uh, or Switch Master that's got the impedance switching like a BB King mm-hmm. um, yeah they haven't I was thinking about putting that in the news but there's actually no details on them yet well but what I thought was quite funny is he's got two models I, I can't find the um, just trying to find a, a picture of it now uh, there was there was two models there's one that he said that he called his uh, what did he call it it was it was quite funny the way that he phrased it it was called like um like the the egotist model or something like that right, because nice. he's just got his signature down the fretboard oh. like inlaid down the fretboard but he then also said like oh there's also a normal one right, for, okay. you know Fine. but I, I thought it was quite funny that he was sort of taking the piss out of himself yeah, you yeah. Know? can um, we all talk about of course the greatest instrument to uh, feature a 12th fret inlay and the one that it's done the best on the sting reissue p bass which just oh, has man. a block inlay on the 12th fret and then his signature Sting. It's horrible. It's, it's, I love that guitar, and it's exactly what you want, like a 54, Oh, it's so good. One, it's such a good Because they were Japanese-made originally. I don't know if they then transitioned they were, to Mexico. Yeah, I think they but, were Mexican towards the end. Right. But they were fantastic, because I think at the time... I mean, it's something... It's a glaring hole in the Fender catalogue, and it always is, that there's never... There was obviously the Japanese 51, yeah, and there was the Sting 54, 55, and that's it they don't yeah. have anything else it's like um, why are you not doing this the fi- why are you not doing this again the 51 is the slab body and the 54 oh no 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 I know, I know what the difference is no no I, that's I what know. I'm saying but yeah I mean they, they provide the two things but they <laughs> yeah. didn't do the kind of um, just, no but they should be standard line man yeah that both of those guitars should be standard line yeah, yeah. the same reason why why isn't there like a single pickup Esquire in the in the standard sort of Fender line there, well there was there for was a long while, time yeah just didn't I sell I don't think it was very popular yeah. really yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, the, um, in the classic series so with oh, the like 50 and 60s tell yeah. there was an Esquire I, I don't think it's discontinued I think you can probably still get it I just okay. don't think they're very popular yeah. which is weird because you know they're great but yeah. I also understand it because why not just get an extra <laughs> neck pickup just get a telly and just don't use the bridge and the neck pickup <laughs> they, they were the same money and they had the same neck profile so yeah. do you know what actually on, on this topic something happened that confused me a little bit <laughs> that's uh, unsurprising recently. to me <laughs> uh, well we, we, we got in um, a couple of custom shop Esquires um, at at GAC um, but they were two pickup Esquires and I didn't realise that that happened yes because I understand the, the concept of the Esquire and why it was introduced as an affordable version of the Telecaster I just don't understand at what point they introduced two pickup I versions of it I don't think that's true that is 100% true don't think true. that's not true not as an affordable you, model no, of the it, Telecaster Yes, yes, it was. No, yes, it was. Don't think so. Someone, Jay, get up the history of the. Uh, well, this is actually what uh, I mean. I did a video on the history of the Esquire, and I looked up stuff on it. So, it, it, fine, hundred percent. It's. The, it was, I actually, I don't think there the is any difference between. I don't think there was. I don't think there was any. If I remember correctly, because we were talking about this at work fairly recently, um, I actually don't think there is any real difference between an Esquire and a Telecaster. The Esquire was was 
now if I remember the way the, so originally the guitar was yeah there was the Esquire and then there was the Broadcaster and then the Broadcaster became the Telecaster and then Telecaster was via the Nocaster via the Nocaster well Nocaster was you know what it I think Esquire's just turned into Telecasters and I think it was rather than what you're saying there which is a two pickup Esquire I I think that really it was the, the Esquire but the Telecaster became here's, two pickup here's an wasn't, idea wasn't the Snakehead model originally called an Esquire I'll tell you what Rather, the original one. rather yeah, than yeah. bumble through this um, we haven't got anything down for the Patreon episode this week so we could look into this while we have a little break at the end of the podcast and then talk about this when we've actually got some information about it on the Patreon episode how about that sure let's talk about the last thing in the news this week oh uh, sorry just before you do that I found this Joe Bonamassa thing oh yeah yeah um, so yeah it's it's uh, him leaking these new guitars They're, there's two new uh, Epiphone 335s which is weird because they don't tend to call the 335 shaped guitars by Epiphone 335 it's just the dots, dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, these there's two uh, 2019 Joe Bonamassa uh, Epiphone 335s they are um, they're uh, black with uh, the sort of Les Paul uh, custom um, binding five, binding five and binding. aesthetics so uh, and gold hardware Bigsby and he, he says that there's two um Two models. There's What's My Name Again, which is the one that has his signature in Abba, in like the material that block inlays are made out of. Runs from like the 12th fret down to the 4th fret. He's, he's done that before on other signature yes, models. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so that's the What's My Name Again. And then uh, in uh, the other one is also available in regular non-ego spec. Right, Which I, I just think that's quite cool. Like, yeah. you know, he's he's obviously like, he knows what he's doing there. Yeah. And it makes sense because people will want the guitar that has his signature on it you know it's I mean I, I don't want it some people will completely some maniacs yeah. um, let's talk about the um, the last thing in the news this week um, we have seen a lot of interesting stuff coming from this company this year um, Zvex have just just announced the Vibra phase yeah so um, this follows on from the uh, the Candela Vibra phase the Zvex released I guess two oh. and a half years ago I guess it was yeah, NAM 20 15? Uh, yes. I no, uh, 16. Was it 16? Yeah. Arguably the most memorable thing that happened at NAMM. Yeah, well. it, so yeah. they really... And I think they only made one, and it was 12 grand, I, if I remember correctly. I thought it was 10. Was it? Okay. But, uh, but, but they made... Basically, they made a pedal that was... Uh, not that, a pedal. <laughs> that was not a pedal. It was like some steampunk uh, wet dream. It was it was a contraption. That's how yeah, I describe it. it was Extremely practical. Yeah, it, completely. And it was. I guess it was optical because it was powered it was, by yeah. a candle. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was an, so an but, optical modulation pedal. But yeah, um, Zachary has obviously taken a step back and gone. You know what? That was actually a cool sounding effect. Maybe I should make it in a model that is uh, you know usable by uh, most people. So he, he's yeah. made the Vibra phase, um, which is a uh, a vibrato and phaser in one. Um, it's uh, in um, Mark Packham's favourite uh, vertical uh, series. It looks like a normal pedal. Yes, it does look like a normal pedal. But yeah, um, it's uh, the vibrato and phaser are on a uh, they're on a, a blend knob, um, so you can go from one to the other. And um, we were we were. I don't know why they didn't make this like brass 
they, they didn't make the they box didn't, like brass. They didn't make it look like the can yeah. the, the candela. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it is a bit strange, and um, it it doesn't look like a Zvex pedal no. because it's got these weird sort of. It's got like a bit of a. Uh, 60s psychedelia but a lot of their pedals have that a lot of the pedals have that kind of hand painted kind of weirdness yeah but to that's them. not really what this is this is this has got it's, it's blocky it's, and it's psychedelic I agree it looks cheap it looks like a Digitech pedal I don't think I wouldn't go that far one of the new ones I wouldn't go that okay, far okay fine I, but it's um, but anyway it, it looks great it sounds great um, the four uh, the, so the vibrato uh, mix between or blend between vibrato and phaser the feedback control, the high bias and the low limit are all analog. Um, and the speed control um, is what powers the LED, which is what runs the, uh, which is what the analog controls take their cue from. So a really, really interesting pedal. Um, we watched the video of it and I was completely lulled by uh, Zachary and his dulcet tones. Oh, God, He's got a great man. voice. He's got a fantastic voice. What a man. Yeah, absolutely. What I'd really man. recommend watching the video. Um, the only issue that we do you have with do this... You should do ASMR. The only issue that we do have with this pedal is it is uh, $269, which does seem like a lot of money. It's cheaper than 10 grand. It is, it, yes, it is cheaper than 10 grand. But is it better than a Deja Vibe? Well, you know. Well, I mean, there's so much competition in this. You know, yeah. we've talked about it quite a lot. You know, this kind of um, phasing, kind of uni vibe style thing. What was that one that we had? Uh, the um, quite expensive rotary pedal, Dry Bell. Oh, the, the Dry Bell Vibe Machine. I yeah. absolutely love that pedal. I mean, don't forget that that's actually 350 quid. Yeah. So, that, I mean, there's there's a big chunk of money, but that that might be one of the most fantastic sounding uh, modulation pedals yeah. of all time. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there is, there is a bucket of competition for this sort of thing. Do you know what's weird that I tried recently? Totally under the radar, Moore put out a uh, a modulation reverb. Okay. So it's a reverb pedal, but you can choose the sort of the the tails of your reverb to to phase or tremolo or flange. Oh right, interesting. So just just those just your your echoes will have that slight. It's such an unusual idea. Can you remember what it's called? Um, the, it's, it's something like modverb or something right, like okay. that. Right. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah. classic. <laughs> Speaking In- of uh, modulating your reverb trails. Um, Ever, has anyone used the Holy Grail Flurb? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. That is such a fantastic yeah. effect. Sorry, what is it? The Flurb? The Flurb. It's just one of the settings on the Holy Grail yeah. Nano. No, no, no. The, 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 the original classic, Holy Grail. The classic, oh, okay. uh, the cast, but no, not the cast box. Like the the They're like Ben Steel yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Ben yeah. Steel box, uh, Holy Grails. So you got Spring, Hall, and Flurb. flurb. Yeah. yeah, flange reverb. Such yeah, a great it's, um, effect. It's they dropped it, I think, for most of the Holy Grails. Although there is one that brings it back. You're right, Jay. I the, can't remember which one. Pl- the, the Max and the Plus. The Plus, I think, maybe. Because right. mm. at one point they had they had four Holy well, they, Grail they models still, out. I think at the moment there is still the Max, the Plus, the Nano, and the Neo. Yeah. As, yeah, yeah as, I think actually the, it might be the difference between the Nano and the Neo. One of them has got yeah, the flurb, right. and one of them has something right. else instead of the flurb. I can't remember which way around it is, but yeah. It's now still all right. these idiots pref- want shimmer, right? Yeah. Like, let's listen, mate. Get get off your high let's horse. Let's go back to the early two thousands and bring back <laughs> flurb. Bring back the flurb. flurb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I and preferred it when it was holy, holier, and holiest. Yeah, yeah. that makes more sense. <laughs> I had a, I think I think I had the holiest, and it was just 
uh, it was just a completely un- it was a completely unwieldy monster. It was about it, the size of an A4 piece of paper. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, and it um it was the the big thing about it was like oh yeah it's gated. It's like who wants gated reverb? The eighties. It was awful. <laughs> I ended up I I used it for for a while in this band that I was just uh well I was just singing in it and I um I used it on my vocals and uh it was which was great up until I uh smashed my foot through the pedal uh when i uh for a bit of artistic uh, uh a bit of artistic um you were showing off basically i was showing off and i kicked my foot up in the air really high and i was gonna slam down on the pedal to turn it on uh but my foot went through the pedal and i completely obliterated it uh and therefore cut the uh cut the 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 signal and so couldn't sing for a while and the audience loved that m- absolutely much better you. with that we should wind up this podcast we're gonna go and record a patreon episode um Firstly, clearing up our knowledge of the birth of the Telecaster, but secondly, answering questions from uh, AC uh, about getting back into guitar after being away for some time, from David uh, about pedal switches and amp switches, from Philip about repairing pickups, from Josh about getting back into bass, and from Don't Sa- do it. and from Saz about Plec setups. If you want to hear that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $5 a month gets you access to the X extra half an hour every week plus bonus series like Branton's Ranton Um, and at $10 a month you get your name read out in one breath by Joe Branton like these people have are are we agreeing that we're not doing it assisted by song anymore or okay fine Fine. just for clarity no I thought that's what we were doing okay well let's try this week without a song and let's see how you get on because last week I think you struggled your your task this week is to make sure you say everyone's name correctly people who have paid for this every week and at least one person on this list you've never said their name correctly doesn't deserve it it's a weird name okay fine (laughs) Okay, um, Rapage. three, Rapage. two, one, go. Ryan McDermott, Robert Cousins, Rob Gruel, Nate Nagel, Tucker Amadon, Ernie Cooper, Emery James Baker, Christoph Rapitisichur, Zane Omar, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Derek Fitzer, Martin Cliff, Matt Davies, Alan Sherman, Blake Wyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Lawson, Juan Correa, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Nordvik, Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Mantra, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Mark Cross, Brad Page, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anster, Paul Corrigan Will Clare Scott O'Brien Fiddle Thompson Moon Gravit and Colin Anderson You sounded like you were struggling halfway through this week You didn't have quite the same uh, panache as it does Really? Yeah If anybody wants Do you want to do it again? (laughs) No If anybody wants uh, their individual name sent to them as an mp3 so they can use it as their uh, like textiler or something (laughs) Doorbell (laughs) I'm sure Joe is happy to uh Happy to oblige. I can just imagine Colin Anderson like being in a important Anderson. business meeting, <laughs> and he forgets to forgets to mute his phone, yes. and he's like, "Corner!" The bank manager's like, uh, "Mr. Anderson, what's every going time, on there? every time I say that name, I think of the guy who used to host. Whose line is it anyway? Uh, Clive Anderson Clive Anderson Um, if you want your name read out like that do let us know on the Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum I reckon what five pounds per name something like that Um, and if you want to join in the conversation elsewhere we're on Twitter at guitar nerds on Instagram at guitar nerds YouTube uh, guitar nerds videos Um, that's probably it isn't it Facebook guitar nerds 
Group. Group. I said Forum. that one. Yeah, he said, he that, said that already. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, send us something in the post. Yeah. I don't know where you could post it to. Just write guitar nerds on an envelope and see where it goes. Something like that. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Cheers, Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.